this World Baseball Classic edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from Boost the Same Game Parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGP and merch store. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use promo code MADNESS for 10% off orders of $40 or more. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast, World Baseball Classic Special Edition on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from the daytime Newcastle upon Tyne. It's always in the evening, uh, normally when I talk to you good people. We're in the middle of the day today, which is why uh, you can see a little bit of sunshine reflecting um, off the walls, etc. Um, up in the northeast of England uh, today is... Ooh, March the 7th, I'm going to go for. Is it March the 8th, maybe? Uh, Scott Reichel keeps getting increasingly angry at me not knowing the dates on the uh, on the Premier League Gambling Podcast. Well, uh, but it's I, the 7th today and probably the 8th when the game's first pitch. Yeah. The, wait, you think I had problems with time zones already when I talked to you boys? This this competition's throwing a whole new time zone in. And you, you've moved as well, so all of that... Um, isn't making my job any easier. Um, joining me to uh, to have a look at the groups um, A and B, and we've got some futures as well in the WBC, and we'll be doing this throughout the tournament, um, not in the northeast of America, but somewhere down south, I believe, in Destin, Florida. Is this correct? It's Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, how are you doing? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, not a permanent move, just on vacation. And, dude... We're unable – I'm going to have to find my way around this with some kind of stream, but unable to get live sports in my room, so that's tough. Oh, no, that's disappointing. Yeah, but, you know, it's vacation. Uh, going to enjoy it with the family and just try to find time whenever I can to watch some games. So it's going to be fun, though. Like, this This is uh, – if you ever – if you've never gotten a chance to watch the WBC, I encourage you because the environments are just way more rowdier than a typical MLB game. Yeah, it looks fun. Um, first thing, Noah, I'm very, very disappointed with your backdrop. Knowing that you're in Florida, I wanted palm trees, I wanted parrots, crocodiles, skunk apes, I wanted all sorts, I want the rolling waves and things like that. And you're sitting in your bedroom again. Come on. I'm, I'm worried about connection, not backdrop, now. <laughs> <laughs> try must try harder, Noah. I'm hooked um, up the Ethernet. <laughs> so yeah, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a look at group A and group B or pool A and pool B today. Give out some tournament long features as well. Because uh, the format's a bit weird. Pool A and Pool B. Pool A starts tonight or tomorrow, depending on um, whereabouts in the world you are and whereabouts in the world they are. Um, Cuba versus Netherlands is the first game today from Group A. And then Group B starts tomorrow, and that runs alongside Group A. Um, And Pool C and Pool D, the two pools that are taking place in the States, start, I believe it's next Monday, is it? Um, Yeah. On the the 13th. So it's kind of a... the, The pool... The pools take place in two halves a little bit 
which is why we're doing A and B today and giving out our futures. And then we can get across to C and D by the weekend when there's a few more of the big hitters, particularly uh, the USA and the Dominican Republic into the tournament. Uh, pool A, Noah, is um, probably the best betting pool, I would say, because what you've got here is um, the top seeds are Chinese Taipei. Now, they are top seeds by virtue of being the hosts. And I think we covered this before. So, for example, in the uh, Soccer World Cup, Qatar were the hosts. They then get top seeds. And what that means is that opens up the group because they're not a genuine top seed. They're top seeded because they're hosting the tournament. Taipei are in a similar position here. So they're actually the fourth ranked team in this group. Um, but they've been given the top seed. So there's no powerhouse in there, which means every team in this group thinks um, or will be thinking they've got a chance to get out. So uh, Cuba are the favourites here. But I mean, uh, a mysterious favourite because we don't know an awful lot about them. They're at plus 20. Uh, to win the group. Um, the Netherlands, I mean, the, the two teams following them up, really, not an awful lot of sort of pedigree or major league pedigree. Netherlands at plus 225. Then you go Italy plus 450. Um, Chinese Taipei or Taiwan, if you fancy, uh, are fourth in at 10 to 1. And the dogs are Panama at 12 to 1. So chances all over the place. Um, just a little a little overview then, Noah, of um, A, the, the host nation, Chinese Taipei, and then give us a little bit about Cuba as well, because like you say, there's a, it's kind of more questions than answers where Cuba are concerned. Yeah. Uh, so for me, let's, let's touch on this. I, we pulled up our, uh, some graphics from our good friend, uh, Scott, or Sean Spradling on Twitter. We, we talked to him, tried to work out an interview, but the schedules didn't mesh. But we get along very well, and he's tagged down in the bottom right corner of these graphics. Very nice. He's got the entire starting lineup here projected. Nice pictures of the players. He even got the, the uniforms for each team. So it's really cool. Uh, if you want to check it out, check us out on Twitter at MLB Gambling Podcast. But, yeah, Taiwan, the biggest MLB name that most people will recognize is Yu Chang. Um, but that comes with a little bit of controversy, too. At first, he declined uh, playing for Taiwan, but a lot of people from the country, like, kind of, it sounds like peer pressured him into it because he received a grant to go to the MLB uh, from military service. So they were all kind of bring, like, wanting him to bring him back because uh, they did allow him to play in the MLB back in like 2019. But yeah, Yu Chang, biggest name there, but also they've got the Chinese League MVP, Lee Lin. Also with Lin, this team has many of the CPBL's all-stars uh, from the Taiwan uh, Pro Baseball League there over there, um, including Chase Wen, who owns a career 349 batting average. So wow. that's a nice guy to set the table for a team who's going to have home field advantage throughout this Pool A, and it's a pretty mediocre weak pool. So I, I think that allows them to uh, allows us to take some long shots, and that's exactly what I'm doing here with Taiwan. I'm taking to, Taiwan to advance out of the pool at plus two seventy five. That's more of my stronger play, but also I'm dabbling with the plus eight hundred price to win pool A because none of these countries—Cuba, Netherlands, Italy, and Panama—are even close to Asia to try and equalize this home field advantage. I think this is. Taiwan's pool to lose, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I agree. You've kind of, you've just made my biggest point here is that home advantage in this group in particular is gigantic. Now, home advantage for the USA next month is not going to be huge because of how familiar the Dominicans and the Venezuelans and the Mexicans are all going to be with that environment. You know, they all live there. They're going to be a lot of supporters there. It's not an alien environment. So like Taiwan for, for Italy and the Netherlands and Cuba going in there really, really is going to be, um, even in terms of the climate and, and how the ball's going to behave. So that does give them a genuine advantage. They are, I think they are a very, very big price at 10 to 1. Um, and uh, what, plus 275 to advance from the group? Um, we, I was surprised when I saw these prices. I must say, that was one that jumped off for me. I mean, if you're looking at the, the group favourites, Cuba, um, I just think they're really hard to analyse. Kind of the, There's some players who get permission from the authorities to play. There's others who haven't. I think Lewis Roberts going to be there. Um, but it again, it's a, a Cuba are very much a more questions than answers situation for me. It's really, really hard to pick them apart. So I wouldn't want to be taking the plus 120 about Cuba. And then you've got the two European teams. Now, this is a bit peculiar because Netherlands kind of uh, have a lot of World Baseball Classic history. Um, they've, they've been around... Um, they've competed and competed quite well uh, in a few in a few competitions. However, this time round for me, they've got absolutely no pitching at all. Um, they've got a few um, names you'll know, some MLB names in the lineup. Jonathan Scopes in there, DD Gregorius, Xander Bogarts is the biggest name. Um, Simba's in there, Andre Simmons, Jurickson Profar, but just zero pitching now, um, and that's going to be a problem. Even we handicap MLB every day. No. And the first thing we do is analyse the pitching matchups before you get to anything. Even if it's Oakland versus the Dodgers, you know, um, we look at the pitching matchups to, to find out where we are. And Netherlands aren't going to be able to roll out a, a, a strong enough pitcher for me to justify them being second favourites for this group. Italy have enough names in the batting lineup. Uh Vinny Pasquantino, Nicky Lopez, uh, David Fletcher's in there. But I did have a little bit of uh, a little bit of pitching as well, and even if they didn't, I just think that may, because they're a bigger price, nearly twice the price of the Netherlands, it makes them um, a, a viable play for me. Uh, fifth in the group is Panama. Panama will be happy just to win a game. They've never won a WBC game before. Uh, Jaime Berea um, is probably the the biggest MLB name you'll um, you'll know out of there, but. Like I say, this is this is wide open for me. I'm I'm quite happy to put a line through the Netherlands. Um, I don't think Panama have got enough to string maybe two or three wins together. Um, so that kind of leaves Cuba, Italy, Chinese Taipei. You've made the case for Chinese Taipei, Noah, but Italy at plus one forty to advance. Um, there's a you have shop around for prices. I think um, DK have got about plus one twenty-five. I've seen a plus one forty over here and plus four fifty to win the group. So for me, Italy would be worth a bet. I think Chinese Taipei are worth a bet. But um, I'll throw Cuba across to you. No, I mean, what are you expecting from Cuba? Yeah, so Cuba, <clears throat> pretty good baseball country. And in two thousand six, they made the WBC final. This federation, um, their fans have very high expectations for this team this year. The Cuban lineup is good. Uh, let me pull that up real quick on YouTube. 
Um, the Cuban lineup is good, but not as good as the Kingdom of Netherlands, in my opinion. And Cuba, I think they have the pitching to make this a super balanced team and the most balanced team in Pool A, which I think is why their price is what it is. It's uh, minus 110 to win the pool. Um, the pitching staff is built from the back to the front, if that makes any sense. Uh Three names to get to know, according to our guy Sean Spradling. Yadiel Rodriguez, uh, Rydell Martinez, and Lo—it's either Lovan or Levon Moniello. Uh, this trio is some of the best closers in the NPB, the J- Japanese Baseball League over there. Um, they... All three of them have seasonal ERAs around one each of their seasons in their career. And all three of them had a K per nine over uh, nine. Uh, so basically they were striking out one or two batters in inning every inning there. So what we're going to see, though, is Yadiel Rodriguez, one of those closers, is going to start game one against the Netherlands because that is what they view as their toughest challenge. So this guy is projected to be like their number one starter and starting against Netherlands here in game one. Uh, obviously, inside this offense, they have stu- uh, MLB superstar Luis Robert and also Yuan Mancada, Andy Abanez, and Ioannis Cespedes. I think that'll be uh, an interesting watch if you haven't seen him play baseball in two or three years. But I like them enough to advance out of Pool A. I'm not going to go around and bet them at this cheap price. But their starting pitching makes me a little bit nervous. But if they can get through the first five innings, I have more faith in them surviving through the bullpen than other teams in this yeah, I forgot all about uh, Ioannis Cespedes. I remember we talked about him last time. He used to be one of my uh, one of my absolute favourites. So yeah, um, uh, to wrap this up, then I think the the finishing order for me, Cuba. I will take. I think they have to be the most trustworthy. So I'll take Cuba um, to finish first. I've got Italy finishing second ahead of Chinese Taipei, and I'm going to give Panama a win, uh, and they can finish fourth. And unfortunately, that lack of pitching um, has got me. Um, fifth place for the Netherlands, even though um, I do like their lineup. The bets will be Italy uh, to progress at plus 140. It's going to be my biggest play. Um, sprinkling a little bit if you want Chinese Taipei at plus 275 because both of those bets could win. Um, and then I like Italy to win the group as well. This is a very short format. It's going to be a one-off it- one mistake, uh, one string of the back could change it. So Italy at plus 450 uh, to win the pool is not a bad pick either. Noah, what have you got? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to talk about Italy. Uh, not that I have much to add compared to you. Just one more name um, listed as their closer as of right now. Matt Festa from the Seattle Mariners organization is a very fun name. But I, I think they're alive to win two or three games. And my Pool A finishing order goes as this. One, Cuba, but I'm not going to bet on anything because they seem a little chalky for this group. Two, I have Italy, and I'm playing them plus 140 to advance out of the group. Three, I have Taiwan, but I like them with their price and home field advantage. I have them plus 275 to advance and also sprinkling something on plus 800 to win Pool A. Number four, I'm going with Netherlands. The pitching scares me a little bit. And number five, with Panama. Um, So, we both seem like we're fading somewhat of the public because a lot of people think that this Netherlands team is a sleeper squad, but uh, really it's the 
you know, a lack of a couple of like good, literally good starters, and then just a, a back end guy that you can really trust. So that's where it kind of goes down for the Netherlands for me. Okay, um, we'll get into Pool B uh, momentarily. If I've told you about WinBet, the official online sports of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, WinBet are active in a bunch of states and loads of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, aka WinBet's build your own bet. March Madness almost here, plus plenty of ways to win, getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today, receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, for our DJs, if you hit the biggest long shot parley of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. Not to choose from, head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. Present the state where play through winbet is available. If you or somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, going from the most interesting um, of the betting pools, Pool A, to probably the least interesting um, of the betting pools because we've got by far the shortest price favourite in here. Group B um, comprises Japan, uh, South Korea, Australia, China and Czechia, uh, where Japan are 10 to 1 on, so minus 1,000. Uh, to win the group Japan, Korea plus 450, Australia 40 to 1, China 66 to 1, Czechia are 100 to 1. Uh, no, I will let you lead us off with Japan because um, they're absolutely loaded uh, and it's very, very difficult to get away from them in this, uh, in this spot here. Yeah, for sure. Team Samurai, aka Japan. This is their youngest team in program history, but I'm not really thinking that that's going to make an impact. Japan is head and shoulders better than the rest of these teams on the whole left side of the bracket, in my opinion. That's why I feel most confident in Japan winning the whole damn thing this year. Uh, they've won the WC twice in their history, and they've also come in third in the other two appearances they've made. You all know me and you're, if you're new because of all this awesome WBC episodes uh, here previewing and more to come, I bet on pitching. And Team Samurai has the best pitching in 2023's WBC by far. Uh, you look at you Darvish and Shohei Otani, those are the MLB names, but they may not even be the ace of this team. It's actually Shohei Otani says that he's not the best pitcher from from Japan. And that may be because of 24-year-old Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He has won the back-to-back MVP, back-to-back Cy Young's, back-to-back pitching triple crowns over there in Japan. And he has a sub-2 ERA, over 200 strikeouts last season. He will be signing to an MLB team coming this 2024 season. So this is a huge opportunity for him to showcase what he's got uh, for the MLB also the fourth pitcher in this rotation. It's crazy that you have to mention this guy is their fourth guy, but it's Roki Sasaki who throws triple digits and he's a superstar in the making. Their closer is Ryoji uh, Curry Bayashi. Uh, I'm butchering that for sure. Um, but he is the best closer in uh, the NPB. And then talking about the lineup, of course they have Shohei Otani and Lars Nubar, but also – Munataka Murakami, 
who set the single season home run record in 2022 with 56. This is an all around elite team and they play all six of their first games in Tokyo, Japan prior to the semifinals uh, going over to America. So I don't think that there's a single team on this left side of the bracket that poses a threat to team Samurai. Yeah, absolutely. They've, a, they're, they're absolutely stacked, as you say. They're uh, missing C.S. Suzuki's gone down since we last talked. Um, on the, the the preview pod that we did a few weeks about, or the, or the roster show, um, we mentioned that the, they may hold back uh, Otani and Darvish uh, to later on, maybe for the for the elimination games. I don't actually think they're going to do that. I think they're just going to yeah. go for it. Um, so I yeah, that's it. I saw something that said Shohei is going to pitch game one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it appears they've just taken the handbrake off completely and just thought bollocks, let's go for it. So uh, what's not to like about that? The, the top two thirds of the lineup looks absolutely astonishing, um, and they should win the group. Obviously, what helps them is really they've only got one kind of plausible rival. Um, where we just talked about Pool A, where all five teams really could make a case for in a one-off game. Um, They've got one plausible rival here, which is uh, South Korea. Um, Korea are well, plus four fifty to win the group, but even then, they're they're really short odds to advance just because of the lack of opposition. Um, Korea have well, Song Kim will go for them. Tommy Edmund um, is in there as well. Um, a couple of names: uh, KK um, uh, Kwan Kim Kim Hyung Kwan, who uh, pitched for the Cardinals. Uh, fairly recently, so there's, there's some names in there that you that you recognise, but they're not they're not in the same ballpark as Japan. They might beat them once in five or six games. Or Captain Sano's in the live chat saying it, this is effectively a match that they should knock off the other three teams. So in a one-off elimina- elimination game, you're taking Korea at plus four fifty or plus five hundred if you can find it, which is perfectly reasonable. And I've got a little sort of a theory on this in quite a few of the groups, which we'll come to when we give out some futures in a little while. So, yeah, they just... I can't bring myself to bet on them, really. This is the one group that I think is just a... I, I would maintain a watching brief on, um, unfortunately. I mean, beyond that, Australia, who have quite a strong domestic league, um, but appear at this point to kind of be on the down part of their cycle. I think there'll be better days and better tournaments ahead for Australia. Um, China haven't played. The Chinese haven't played. There's been no pro league at all uh, since COVID. So we don't really know what to expect from them at all. And Czechia, unfortunately, this is probably the the most romantic story there is in the tournament. Um, Czechia, there's been quite a lot of noise about them on uh, MLB Network if you get a chance to catch up some of their stuff. But this is a bunch of postmen and bricklayers and school teachers and stuff, you know. Um, And they're going good. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have a lovely time uh, and all all look to them. Um, but it's incredibly unlikely they're going to um, compete at all. So I found this was really hard uh, to find a bet. But, I mean, obviously taking Korea as your starting point, Noah, is it, can you make a case for them at all? Yeah, I, I, I like Korea here. This is pretty much the KBO All-Star game, uh, All-Star team, including Ha-Sung Kim and Tommy Edmund. Compared to the rest of the WBC field, I don't know how good Korea is going to be. But like you said, this pool presents an opportunity to them where you can pretty much shoot them in for a win against Australia, China, and Czechia. All they have to do 
is defeat their big bad rival Japan at plus 400 for just that one game. I like to sprinkle on Korea to win pool B here because I'm just not sure that there's another team in this pool that can trip them up. So if you're looking at Korea going possibly three and zero and their one game to decide if they win this pool, you get their money line at plus 400. I'll take that. What price were they to advance Noah? If you, Quickly, just uh, have a little look for me. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty juiced. I can look it up, but it's going to take me a minute. It was. I've, I have written it down, but I can't read it. It's either <laughs> minus one hundred or minus nine hundred. It was, it was larger than one hundred, but I don't know if it was. This is smaller than nine hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that helps, hold on. I'm almost there. Um, my um my local books over here are taking less of an interest in uh, the WBC. To, to qualify South Korea's minus nine hundred. I was nine minus nine hundred. Okay, so I was correct. Uh, and I can read your writing, which is positive news. Um, yeah. So to um, I tell you what, and there has been quite a lot of line movement, oddly enough, Noah, as well in this tournament because I'm saying that this country is not taking an awful lot of notice of it, um, but somebody is because every time I look. I think um, Puerto Rico and Venezuela have uh, flip-flopped. They've, they've swapped positions in the betting for their group. I think um, Italy and the Netherlands have flip-flopped a little bit and um, Chinese Taipei were a different price. So there's definitely some money around. Uh, there's some shrewdies betting something, um, although I don't know what it is. So, so yeah, summarise pool B for me. I mean, you can't get away from the, the finishing order. It's the betting order, unfortunately. It's Japan... Um, what, to finish first at minus 1,000. Korea should follow them home. Um, Australia third, China fourth, Czechia just happy to be there in fifth. Um, and I couldn't find a bet for it, unfortunately. I mean, a pizza bet on Korea to win um, because it's a, it's a one-off game. I think uh, that's about the only way you can go. There are better opportunities in the other pools, Noah. Yeah, for sure. Um, my finishing order is the same, although I'm going to flip. Czechia and China, just for the story. Um, China is going to look good, not much play good. I think they have the best <laughs> uniform in the WBC. I love the hat with the C and the fire dragon on it. And then yeah. their jerseys are sick. It's, it's a little bit of a white on gray thing, so it's hard to see. But if you can get a close-up of the Chinese jersey, oh, my God. It, it is the, the best, what do you call it, uh, in soccer, kit. Kit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the best kit in the WBC. Best uniform. Um, but yeah, I've got them coming in fifth in Pool B. And I'm going to sprinkle on Korea to win it, plus 400. The um, the Newcastle Nighthawks WhatsApp group today, Noah, has been alive with new kit controversy. I've got the old kit over my right shoulder. But yeah, people have just been five or six kits being thrown out there. We've got black with white detail. We've got white with black detail. We've, should we have Newcastle or just Nighthawks written across the front? It's all been going on today. So I've just sat on the sidelines and watched because um, I don't really care. But um, yeah, so it, but it's, it's important though, isn't it, the kit? It is very important. And I've got a suggestion for you guys too. You've got a little bit of, is that a little pink in there? It's, yeah, that was our sponsor, who I don't think oh. they're our sponsor anymore. This was a, I don't even know what it says. Curtis Gabriel, social, digital, and design agency, apparently. Well, uh, for free for advertising. It's one of the best jerseys in college baseball. It's Vanderbilt's black with pinstripes. So if you oh, get nice. black pinstripe, black and with like a white pinstripe, oh my God, that, that looks great too. But yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> if you look at the chat there, no, uh, Captain Tino has just mentioned um, that there's not enough Battenberg going on. Have you got any idea of what he's talking about? I don't know what Battenberg is. Uh, you see, if you obviously don't, uh, if you tune into the, um, this is a good time. I'll, cheers, Captain. It's a good time to plug the uh, Premier League Gambling Podcast. On the there Premier League Gambling Podcast last week, which is, we've been doing well. Uh, me and Barry, we're in good form. Uh, you'll find the Premier League Gambling Podcast with the rest of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So, uh, but we did spend a large portion of last Thursday's show waving different cakes around at each other. And a Battenberg is a lovely sort of pink and yellow checkerboard, almond-based German cake. No, um, and not many of the Americans had heard of it, but now they're all over it. They're all over the Battenberg. Um, right, so we've got some outrights then. So we're going to cover group, groups. I keep saying group because that's what I want to say, but I know you would say pool. Pool C and D, we're going to cover them probably at the weekend because uh, they get kicked off on Monday. But we need to cover the outright betting yep. now because, for example, should Japan fall in a hole over the next two or three days and the price is on whoever you fancy from the second half of the draw, uh, USA, Dominica, exactly, uh, they're, they're going to collapse. So um, in terms of the outrights, um, a little... Little bracketology here, no? Who have you got to uh, to go all the way? Is it is it someone from Pool C and B that we've discussed, or are you looking in the other half of the draw? Uh, so for me, my favorite team in the WBC this year is Japan, um, but they're plus two seventy five to win it outright. Now I think that that's not a very enticing price that you could get something, find something a little bit uh, worth more worthwhile with more value because I think going game by game with Japan might be a better option. Um, plus 275 is tricky to do the math on it for me anyway. Uh, but I would just choose to roll over uh, either money lines or just bet their run lines for most of these games. The team for me has not changed since our instant reaction podcast, and it's Venezuela. We grabbed them at 16-1 to 1 on that podcast. They're now 10-1. to 1. Um, so we, you know, we're on the right side here. We got a uh, great CLV. This team has enough in the lineup with Ronald Acuna Jr., Luis Arias, Jose Altuve, Eugenio Suarez, Salvador Perez, Anthony Santander, there, Gleyber Torres, David Peralta, Andres Jimenez. That's a really good lineup. And I think they have sneaky, sneaky, really good pitching, better than the Dominican Republic, who's also in their pool D. Um, and Martin Perez, Pablo Lopez, Eduardo Rodriguez, Jesus Lazardo, and their closer is Jose Alver- uh, Alvarado. You look at that, and uh, they have lefties galore to use in matchups as we get closer uh, down the road in the semis and finals. I really like the makeup of this team. And it's not because their captain's Miguel Cabrera. I <laughs> uh, really like this Venezuelan team. And I think they have all the pieces to make a little bit of a Cinderella run. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for you, Noah, I absolutely agree with you. I'm going to give out the same pick. Um, yeah. So I went, I went through the bracket and there's, there's a couple of teams that I fancy. We talked about Colombia, possibly at a big price. I'm a big fan of Mexico. Um but just the way the, the bracket shakes out is um, I've got Japan taking on Venezuela um, in the semifinals. Uh, so I'm going to give Venezuela, I would say we did pick them up at 16 to 1. Um, yeah, they have shortened Japan it. Japan against in, Venezuela? That's not possible now. 
Uh, not in the semis. They would play the uh, other team. So they, would, if Venezuela is the one seed out of Pool D, they would play the two seed from Pool C in the quarter. And then in the semis, they would play the winner of the other team from their pool and the USA. I thought they go now. They, did they not go east to west once they've gone north to south? I had USA Venezuela in the quarters, um, taking on the winners yeah. of Italy against Japan. No, I, it wouldn't be Italy Japan, from what I understand. It would uh, it would be uh, so USA Venezuela is perfectly fine, uh, but the other game would be probably Dominican Republic Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But then I thought they they played each other sideways rather than up and down. No, from what this bracket shows, it looks like. It's... Okay, but regardless, I mean that gives them an easier route through. I've got. I um, think so too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, they don't have they don't have Japan there. <laughs> um, and I would throw out again just because of the route through the Dominican Republic at two to one. If the three powerhouses, Japan, Dominican Republic, and USA. Um, then Dominican Republic a two to one appeal most for me. Um, like I say, I think Mexico are just going to be a little bit unlucky and run into Dominican um, at the wrong time. Captain Cena was calling me a buffoon, which is absolutely correct. I'm still going to double check that. By the way, uh, this could be Noah being a buffoon, so let's no. not uh, let's not change. He's claiming it. He's not. He's not denying it. Uh, but so, yeah, Venezuela for me are at sixteen to one. It really um, is a three-horse race, and you like uh, Dominican Republic over Japan and the U.S.? Yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, we didn't touch on it, but uh, the Vladimir Guerrero news is uh, interesting. He had uh, a little bit of a yeah injury there, so a little bit of a hiccup, and he's not going to risk it playing in the WBC. So that's unfortunate. There's a couple other stories. I know Alejandro Kirk from Mexico is ha- having a child during the WBC, so they're That's not gonna correct. they're not gonna worry about all the travel and stuff. And plus, he got to camp late. Um, off the top of my head, uh, you mentioned Seiya Suzuki, and then uh, I think I think that's the three biggest names. Clayton Kershaw is out for the U.S., so that's four. But I think that's it. I think that's most notable names right there. So. Quintana yeah. also out. Thank you, the captain and Sano in the chat. Jose yeah. Quintana from uh, Colombia. There has been a lot of um, of sort of uh, roster roster movement since we did our uh, initial reaction. That's just one of the things that comes from kind of spring training. It still confuses me how, in what appears to be a relatively soft sport to play, like compared to football or what have you. Um, like spring training starts and five minutes later people's arms and legs are falling off um, yeah. just with alarming regularity like it's amazing yeah a lot, a lot of wear and tear on that arm for pitchers I know that <laughs> first experience yeah absolutely experience, but yeah um, okay so I'll just a quick heads up that um, the MLB Gambling Podcast will be back in about five hours four and a half have- hours do you have a pick on this first game? We have lines only on the game one against Cuba and Netherlands. I wouldn't know enough about it. I think, I know um, we so said we that, have, is it Yadi uh, Rodriguez Yadi, is going for Cuba? Yadi L. Rodriguez for Cuba, and he's a typical reliever. And then Netherlands has, hold on, let me pull up their thing. They don't have their number one on the graphic pitching. I'll know the name when you show me. Yeah, it's Tom DeBloke. 
which yeah. I'm sure you love that last name, Bloke. <laughs> I would have go with Block. But if you were, Tom de Bloke would be quite a cool nickname if that was his nickname. Um, yeah, I mean, I lean Cuba. I just I don't think um, that could be a bad start uh, for the Netherlands as well. If, if Cuba can get past them, um, I don't think it'll take much for the Netherlands to tail off in this competition either, uh, which should help our Italy pick going forwards if Italy can, uh, can, can steal a head start on them. Yeah, I'm gonna um, take I'm gonna take the over eight there. I don't think that either. So I think that Yadiel Rodriguez being a typical reliever isn't going to allow him to really have the endurance to go deep into this game. And the middle innings, I think, is where Cuba is most vulnerable. And Netherlands, we talked about their uh, top end of that staff is not great. They have some all right arms in the bullpen, but there's nothing that really blows your skirt up to steal your uh, vocabulary there. Love but, it. Uh, so for me, the over eight is going to be that play in the first game of the WPC. Um, yeah, smash it. Well done, Noah. Um, yeah, th- things like uh, we'll be looking for trends and we'll have to pounce on them pretty quick. Um, things like overs, unders and stuff like that with teams, ballparks, um, pitches, bullpen usage. Uh, so, yeah, you need to keep your eyes peeled and be sharp. Well, that's kind of our job notes. That's what we're doing here. Um, as I say, we're going we're to be back in about four and a half hours with Munaf and Johnny Junter for our um, NL East, I think it is tonight. It might be the AL East, actually. Um, anyway, we're going to do some baseball uh, later on. About Team Canada, <laughs> yes, Team Canada, Freddie Freeman, etc. Um, so yeah, thanks, Noah. And um, what you doing the rest of the day on your holly bobs? Yeah, so in about twenty minutes, I'm going to play golf. So nice course oh. here on, uh, at the place that I'm staying. So going to get two rounds in down here in Florida, and then go back to the snowy landscape of Michigan. For one day, and then it's Las Vegas with the Eshmanian oh, crew. Oh, man, that's unbelievable. Bat. So, I'm sorry, Mal. <laughs> what are you going uh, to shoot today on the golf course? And we, I'll take the overall under with you. Oh, um, well, so it's my first time swinging a club in four months since last October. Uh, so, I'll, I'll set my over under at 93, no, 92 nice. and a half. 92 and a half is where I'll... Oh, man, that's right on the money as well, you know. I have never played a round of golf where I haven't shot 95. And that if I play brilliantly, I shoot 95. If I play dog shit, I shoot 95. That's just how it's been for 35 years. It's one of those things. Um, 90 is the Mendoza line for me. I can get below if I have a good day, but most days I'm around like a 92. And it's the first time I'm picking up clubs. So I'm, I'm no, I think that's a positive, though. I don't think, I think later in the from the book either. <laughs> your second round later in the week is going over. Today, you're going yeah. under. The second round is the tougher course. So, no, okay, well, there you go. Then. I've played this course today before. Uh, so we, we shall see how we I'm do. taking the under 92 and a half. Okay, so uh, WBC action, keep your eyes peeled. Um, I'll post my and, card on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, please do. Uh, we'll be around later in the week to have a look at groups C and D. Um, don't forget, we now uh, we're live on YouTube and Twitter and all the usual places to like, rate, and review. Uh, cheers, Noah. Thank you for that. Enjoy your golf. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Um, remember, back in five and a half hours. Uh, to do some MLB stuff. And until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.